Welcome back to another episode of Outside Shots. Uh, I am your host, Saul Bookman. I am here with the one, the only, the late Eddie Johnson. <laughs> Eddie, how you doing today, Mark? <laughs> he just sits there and shakes his head. We have audio listeners, too. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but you got to use your words. Well, the word that I want to use right now, <laughs> I don't think they want to hear it. Okay, I don't, because you know it was supposed to be 8.45 after we discussed. You're going to text me, and I don't have time to look at all my texts, man. Like, I don't. So I was busy this morning. I got up at 6.30. I was running around busy, and then all of a sudden, I get a text from you when I'm on the way here. So there you go. Uh, I text you at 6.30 this morning. I don't look at my phone like that. For two hours, you didn't no, look at your phone? I was because I was busy trying to get something done. I'm getting ready to go out of town on a little golf trip, so I did not look. Okay. All right. Well, we're here anyway. That's all that matters. And I'm um, looking good. And apparently, DA is also here. <laughs> I <don't>, okay. <laughs> DA is also here, and uh, he's been balling. He's been balling uh, for, for Team Bahamas uh, in an international play, uh, beating Cuba, uh, and then following up with a good performance last night um, against uh, Argentina, um, playing very well, very strong. Uh, have you seen any of, of, of DEA's action, and, and what have you thought so far? I've seen far? the highlights. I've seen the highlights. I'm not shocked. Like, DeAndre Aiden can play, man. Like, I just think people need to, you know, get to a point, okay, yeah, you can criticize him. You can hope that he gives you what his talent level says that he should, and that would elevate the Suns to a monster team. Yeah, I, I see that part. But we can't lose sight in when we're saying that to try to talk and use verbiage like he can't play. Right? True, so true. The man can play. He can. Like, so I'm not shocked. <laughs> You know, I'm not shocked. He's representing this country. He's excited. Uh, he's the man. That plays a lot in it, right? And so because of that, he's been very aggressive, and it's good to see. He was, uh, I believe he was 11-14 yesterday. But the biggest thing was defensively, um, he had three block shots um, against Argentina, looked very active. Uh, and I think that's the, the, you know, when you go back, um, and you look at DeAndre Aiden's um, overall defensive performance for the Suns over the course of his career, he has not been a dominant shot blocker. Um, so to see him um, have that kind of output is encouraging because it's something that I know a lot of people have been clamoring for. Um, I know that you, you want that rim protector. And DA's been a solid um, defender at the rim, just not in, in terms of like shot blocks. He's been he's able to make guys alter their shot from time to time. I think people would like to see him be a little bit more active. And I think this is an encouraging sign as we move forward, um, watching this effort, watching his defensive performance uh, in, in terms of what he could provide as we as we're on the cusp of a season here in about 60 days ish. Aggressiveness for a big guy. Like, it's all predicated on him being able to stay out of foul trouble. And D.A. has had an issue, right, at mm -hmm. times getting into foul trouble when he's overly aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't, you know, he's learning how to temper that aggressiveness, especially on the defensive end. And I think he would go after more shots. But I think a lot of times he picks up a foul early in the quarter 
you can better believe he's probably going to be very tentative the rest of the quarter because he doesn't want to pick up his second yeah, foul yeah. because he knows what that's going to do, send him to the bench. So a lot of that plays into it. And I think he needs to get out of that. And hopefully this situation here, maybe playing in, in the FIBA championships is going to be huge for him. What do you think about the concept? There's a there was a comment, Trevor Greer in the chat. Thank you, Trevor. says, I think DA being away from Monty and CP3 is going to really energize him. Do you think maybe those two individuals specifically um, wore down DA maybe? Change of scenery is always good. Change of teammates is always good for an individual. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. New lease on life, right? A uh, coach that's maybe looking at him differently than the other coach. Maybe, you know, getting him touches more, right? Uh, so, yeah, I've always said this. Like, coaches are hired to be fired. And a lot of times when they are, it's not that they can't coach anymore. It's just that their voice and just their persona is not being received well anymore. And so it goes on both sides. I'm sure Monty is ecstatic about having a young team in Detroit and having a group of guys that's listening to every word that he says similar to what he got when he first got to Phoenix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's all it is. And so it's really no negative against either one or either situation. And I think, yeah, it, it's probably good for DA to know that, you know, I think Kevin Durant showed leadership last year uh, in regards to DA, always was in his ear, very supportive of him. And I think that's a good thing as well. Jim Rose Circus in the chat says, thumbs up, smash that thing. Yeah, please smash that like button. It helps us out, helps us out uh, spread the love across YouTube because that's all we're here to do. Uh, Humble Rumble, I think it's cool he's playing in the Olympics. The gold medal means something in the, in the basketball world. I like his team and his coach. Uh, yeah, listen, I think um, if you've heard DA talk about representing the Bahamas, it means something to him. Mm -hmm. um, I think representing your team in this, in this venture, um, it's, I believe it's the first time the Bahamas has been a competitive that's international great. team. And uh, that's Eric that's, Gordon's on that team. Yeah, it's yeah. significant. You know, you got Buddy Heald on that team as well, obviously. Um, so, I mean, they, they got a good squad. Um, I, it'd be interesting to see them go up against the big dogs of the world, the Spains, the U.S., you know, teams like that. But you got to like how, how they've performed so far. So, you know, wish nothing but the best for them. Um, you know, DA, uh, his ball handling has been – you know, criticized because of the fact, you know, I made this point yesterday and I want to get your opinion on this. <clears throat> I said, DA doesn't have to have the most electric or most, you know, he, he's not going to be Isaiah Thomas out there with the ball, right? Like he's not going to be magic out there with the ball, but can he be effective enough with the dribble to get to the spots he needs to get to, to be effective on the offensive end of the court? And I think that's the development that I think I would like to see a little bit more of from time to time. We've seen him put the ball on the on the on the ground and go to the basket but it's very rare that we see that um i made the point that he doesn't have to be hakeem olajuwon talent wise but hakeem was very good at using the ball in his dribble to get to certain points on the floor that he liked and felt more comfortable in is is that the right mindset uh you i, I would say for da well, yeah, he's got to continue to work on his ball handling but i think i think he can handle the ball good enough to get past the guys that's guarding him Normally, it's big dudes that's guarding them. They're not trying to steal the ball. They're just trying to move their feet laterally just to stay in front of the guy. So as long as he's not in the crowd, I think he's fine. It's just all about confidence, Saul. That's all it is, man. It's all about reps and confidence. I think he has the ability. I think if we saw him in an open gym playing, you would see him doing stuff with the ball. He'd be like, dang, I didn't know he can do that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all about confidence. You know this. I mean, yeah. your, your broke jumper that you played with many years – 
you know, you were trying to do stuff and you looked really good doing it to yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even say that with a straight face because he you knows it's a damn lie. I don't know. I've never seen you jump. It's wet. But, you know, so it's all about confidence. And I think that's what uh, Vogel is going to try to do for DA is just give him confidence, man. You know, and, and then hold him accountable after that. Give him some leeway. Give him some rope. Let him make some mistakes. You know, pick a game and just throw him the ball 20 times. Yeah. See what he can do with it. Like, sometimes it's good to lose a game, but you really win mm -hmm. by lifting a guy that you're going to need down the road. Sure. And so I assume that's going to happen this year with them because I assume Kevin Durant will get some games rested. I do. Uh, I think Devin Booker will as well. And then if that's the case, you know, then D.A. would be featured, uh, you know, maybe along with Bradley Bill. So I, I, I really see some good things from him this year. And it's good that he's playing right now in the offseason because now we know he'll show up in pristine shape. Yeah, well, yeah, at least you hope so. Um, one of the things that I, I'm looking forward to this season, besides DA playing, is is obviously this midseason tournament. I know a lot of people have kind of slandered this. Um, Eddie, you played in Greece. Mm -hmm. They had a midseason tournament, yes? Yes. And how how did you like it? I didn't even know we was having it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to get adjusted just being over in Greece. Like, mm -hmm. I went over to Greece in, like, late September, and the season had started. You know, so I jumped right in. And so after a bit, when I think we were playing in the championship in season tournament, somebody told me that. And then I looked at my contract and I saw, oh, it's a bonus in that. Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, the in season tournament. But up until then, <laughs> I didn't know. But that's why the league is slowly getting the guys' attention. Like, okay, mm -hmm. this tournament is going to be in November. It's going to be every Friday and Tuesday. Like, those are the games. It's going to be the only games played that night. So it's going to have importance. Uh, and then along the way, if you don't play in 65 games, you're not going to make an all-league team. You can't make – you know, you can't, uh, you know, get an award. Yeah. That's going to that's push them. So it's so an 82-game season still. These games aren't going to be extra games. And guess what? Whoever wins this thing gets 500000 a man. Now, people say, well, yeah, they got all that money. They don't care. Are nope. you kidding me? Nope. 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 I mean, hey, listen, Ish Wainwright was in here in the studio. You think $500,000 doesn't mean a so lot to half him? Half a million bucks, Dude, man. They're that's going a lot of for coin. it, man. That's a lot of coin. And you know, people, I think what they do is they look at other people's money and they say, oh, he got so much money, that don't mean nothing to him. Really? That's not true. His bills are higher than yours. <laughs> so he, he, he's got two, three houses. You got one. He's got five cars. You got two. No, his bills are higher. So he that 500, please, is going to really like help him do some other things. Mm -hmm. No, no. They're going to go for it, man. I think the league did the correct thing with this. Keep it in season, though. Don't add games. And then the final four is in Vegas. You don't think guys aren't going to get excited about having to go to the Final Four in Vegas? Yeah. Playing for money. Uh, all the stars are going to come out. Yeah. Players, like, they got so much money is that the money is not what drives them. It's the attention. Yeah. It's the it's the glory. It's you're playing in a game and you're looking over and see Denzel over there. Oh, that's Eddie. I thought that was Denzel. <laughs> you know, you see Jack Nicholson. You, you know what I mean? Like... You, you you know you all of a sudden you connect with them and you want a ball. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because you love the game. So, no, I think it's great. It's, it's going to be great. I think it adds a, an interesting element, uh, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, if you, point, if you paint the picture, the Final Four in Vegas, um, I'm going to assume that they're going to have back-to-back games. I, would, I mean, I think that would be the best pl- way to do it, is to have back-to-back games, kind of like the actual Final Four in college where they play one day right. back-to-back games, and then, then the next night they play the championship game. I think those tickets going to cost a ton. Oh, man. Hey, but that's going to be a hot ticket. Because a lot of people are going to want to go watch this. Going, yeah, first the, time. Yeah. The Suns have uh, – and, and I also liked how they did the group play. They didn't keep it to the conferences mm-hmm. or the divisions. They separated it out. Right. So in the Suns uh, in the Suns West group, West group A, they have the Grizzlies, Lakers, Jazz, and Trailblazers. Group. That tough is a group. tough group. Uh, in West B, it's the Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, and Rockets. Kind of a tough group, depending on how the Pelicans are going to play, but Clippers and Nuggets seem to be the two best in that. Well, and then Dallas, you never know. And then West Sea, Kings, Warriors, and then Timberwolves, OKC, and and the Spurs. So um, I think it's very interesting. It's going to make it's going to make December, November, December basketball funner. I would mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I definitely. Listen, anything to, to change it up and bring that competitive spirit back to the game on, on nights where you just know like athletes and, or a lot of these guys are load managing from time to time, like I think is always good for the game. And so I, I, I like this kind of move and I know a lot of people might be against it, but I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hit. Yeah. And, you know, people are saying, well, you know, they're playing for a championship. How, how excited are they going to be in the middle of a season to win an in-season tournament? Well, they're going to they're gonna be excited. It's a stepping stone. Without a doubt, they're going to like the fact that they did it because they won a huge pot and they were the last team standing. But also on top of that is guys are going to be excited to play in the game because who knows, that can lead to a huge deal for them in yeah. future. Yeah. Especially say a kid that's playing in the G League, he's called up, he's on the team, he's a two-way guy, and he gets the game winner of the play-in tournament to win it. You don't think that's going to enhance his ability? Yeah. No, it does. So, no, it's a great opportunity, man. It, it's, it's unique. It brings some excitement, you know, early part of the NBA season as well. And then December 7th, I believe, is the final four. So, I mean, and then that's going to, you know, precede the Christmas games coming up. I think the NBA got it got it right here. Are um, you uh, are you going to be going with your serious satellite radio crew? No, I don't think that. I don't. Uh, from what I understand, we're not going to be there for that. You're not going to so. go to the final four. Uh, from what I understand right now, Shit, uh, I trust go. me, I asked, uh, but I'll, I'll still go. I mean, if it's, you know, we will be in it. So I'll, I'll be there. There you go. All right. Well, Bobby Cox with the super chat. Much appreciated. Bobby Cox, faithful follower uh, of the show. Uh, hi, Eddie and Saul. I wish that when you were with the Suns, you would have been, you would have beaten Portland in the playoffs of the 1990 season. You should have beaten them that playoff season. You should have won game one and game two. Do you remember that? 1990? Yeah. Yeah. You have no comment or what? Yeah, let me tell you, I I played very well. Uh, I was with the Sonics. Is that the Sonics or the Sonics? Sons. 1990. Yeah, Portland. Western Conference Finals, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, no. <laughs> Did you delete I, it from your memory? Or? I, think I, I think I sucked in that series. <laughs> that was a tough team. I had hurt, no, yeah, man, but I had hurt my hand. Again, it goes back to I could like tell you playing through pain. Yeah, right? let's see. Let's, what are the stats there, Jacob? Let's 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 go with 
Wait, this is game two, at least. I can find game two. No, you can find a whole series. Why do you want to pick you one You scored 13 points. Look, that's not enough. Points. It's not uh, enough, dude. Not against that team. It's not 13 yeah. points. Terry He's Porter, 13 points Clyde Drexler, Buck Williams, Kevin Duckworth. Forgetting the fifth one. But that was a squad. They had a you game won squad. game three and you only scored 10 points. No, so. I tell you, I, I, and I had I had a messed up finger. Cliff Robinson. Yeah, had a messed squad. up finger on my shooting hand. No, we had some good runs against them. I think they beat us in six games, mm-hmm. uh, and it was tough. Yeah, it, yeah, I, it, it, that was that was ugly, man. It was worse than the year before. The year before, we got swept mm-hmm. by the Lakers, yeah. uh, and it's unfortunate, you know. Like I couldn't load manage, but my finger was killing me, man. You which, know, which finger? My shooting hand. Oh, but which finger on your shooting hand? Right here. Your pinky? Yeah. That bothered you that much? Okay. Check this out. Shoot the ball. What's the last finger? Ball's here. But when you shoot it, this see how my hand goes down? Wait, what? When you shoot the ball, okay? Yes. No, okay, I know. The ball, what happens is this finger right here is on the outside of the ball. Okay? It's on the outside of the ball. So it's the last, basically it's the last, um, if you believe it or not. If you go in the gym and shoot, you'll see it. So it's, um, and this sucker was, it was messed up, man. And I had a excruciating pain that was going all the way down my arm. But I played. Don't understand it, dude. I still play. <laughs> not questioning you, man. Yeah. Hey, wait, hurt. wait, wait. Stop, Jay. Like, I'm looking at it and I'm, and I'm shooting and I'm like, my, my, uh. I have a different spin on the ball, so it's a little bit different for me. I don't – the pinky is the last thing that touches the ball. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. What I'm saying to you, the pinky is on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you on so that. So it's on the ball. And yeah. so when I go back and I shot, the pain – I got you. I got you. Okay, I got you. No, don't you ask a professional. Don't you ever. I did oh find God. game one, though. What was game one? Uh, you lost 98 to 100, and you had seven points. Don't you Damn. ever – I struggle. Don't you ever <laughs> second-guess a shooter like me. Ever. In your life, to ever, I admit when I was off. But Those I was stat hurt. lines tell me his pinky hurt. I was hurt. EJ. Okay, now, all right. EJ. So, okay, why don't you tra- why don't you fast forward then, or to the next to the next year when I think it was the two years later when Portland had the best record in the NBA and I was playing on the Seattle SuperSonics, okay, and that was in nineteen ninety two, ninety one, ninety two, I think. Cancel so 90, yeah. 91-92. First right. round, playing against the Portland Trailblazers. Why don't you ask him, why don't you tell him how much I average in that series? I'm looking. If you guys give me like five minutes, I'll try yeah, to find, find it. it. And when you find <laughs> it, you'll see I average over 25 a game Hello. in the series. Hello said, I'm honestly surprised EJ didn't give Saul the middle finger when Saul asked which finger. I'm just kind of surprised about that too, to be honest with you. I thought he was saying that the pinky was the last thing to touch the ball. No. I misinterpreted what he was saying. Everybody, here, everybody just relax a little bit, okay? Including you, EJ. All right? Let's just, everybody just calm you down. Try to you, know what would help you? you know what would help you Calm down. Oh, geez. There you go, baby. Oh, geez. See, we got these transitions down to a T. Oh, geez. The best edible in the game. Check them out at ogsbrands.com to find the closest dispensary closest to you. Uh, you can find yourself eating those uh, those fruits, those new fruit uh, flavors. The, you got the cream flavors. You got the strawberries and cream, orange and cream, so on and so forth. You got the Happy Bounce gummies, the RSOs. You got the whole spectrum of whatever... Uh, Whatever makes you just relax and chill out, because that's the whole point of this. OG's the best edible out there. Please check them out at OG'sBrands.com. And remember, you must be how old, Eddie? 
18. 21. <laughs> 21 and over to enjoy. Not 18, 21. Okay. All right. All right. I found it. All right. What did I you did. do? Uh, I mean, you're not going to, you lost the series. Uh, against yeah. the best team yeah. in the league. You did. But yeah. we took, hold it. We lost, but you we took, took two games. We took them to five games. Yes. It was correct. only a five game series. Correct. You averaged 24 points a game. Thank you. And you were the leading scorer in two of the five games. You Thank had 34 you. and 28 in those two games. Thank you. Okay. Do you feel validated? I was now? healthy. Do you feel validated? Yeah, my, yeah I, I tried to punish him. For, for <laughs> punish him because I, they they got me when I was injured, but I had to lay it on them and I saw him. Oh, yeah. man. Well, hey, I, I listen, uh, I think there's a particular player out there that has had up and down playoff performances like yourself. And um, his name is James Harden. Uh, <laughs> You don't know what to expect from James, even in the offseason, because he's, he, he opted into his deal, um, but clearly he's not happy. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So, uh, Daryl Morey is a liar and he'll never play for that organization again is what he says. Okay. Oh, but it gets better because uh, today uh, he talked about, or there was an article yesterday that talked about how he could possibly see himself playing in China this season, which I don't believe for a single second. Um, and maybe it's because of opportunities to dance maybe like i don't know something like this maybe you know like hey you know he's out there he's grooving he's having a good time good old james having a good time dancing out there in china like okay cool that's uh if that's what he wants to do full time uh then hey whatever floats your boat buddy i don't believe it for a second though ej yeah what do you what do you first of all how do you think the dance moves are he's not there yeah he looks still He's not not fluid. Uh, You would think he would be, right? Smooth as he is on the court. Uh, uh, China's, I don't know if anybody's, whoever's been there, if you haven't, go. It's a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're very knowledgeable about the game. I've been there three times uh, and had a tremendous time every time. Uh, And he's beloved there in China. Uh, So I I wouldn't be shocked if... James Harden's made over $300 million in his career contracts with NBA teams. He's made over two to $300 million with Adidas. He's good. Mm-hmm. And $36 million is on the table for him this year. If anybody I pick in the league that would do something like that, it would be him. Kyrie, maybe. No. No. No? No. Okay. I don't think. I think Kyrie. Kyrie likes money. See, Kyrie likes money. He acts like he'll walk away from money. I ain't buying it from him. Uh, James Harden, would well, he would do it. He would, without a doubt, do it. Uh, and I don't think he will. Uh, I think he loves basketball too much. He loves the NBA. Uh, but he's upset. And I don't understand why he went public against a dude in Daryl Morey that has protected him like no like other. Crazy. Like, these guys are joined at the hip. And this is a private problem. This is not public. Like, those two have been loving on each other for years. 
Daryl Moore has protected James Harden when his downfall, when he's had bad games, when he had, he's always protected him. Then he lifts him up. Talking about he's the greatest scorer in the history of the game. I mean, that's what he said about James Harden. Mm-hmm. He loves him. He he when he got to Philly, his whole mission was to get James Harden in a Philadelphia uniform, and he accomplished it. So Daryl Moore, you can say a lot of things about Daryl Moore. The one thing you can't say is he's not lo- he has not been loyal to James Harden. Mm-hmm. And for James Harden to just go public and do that, that shocked me. Because now it raises a red flag. Oh, you had a wink-wink deal, huh? That's illegal. Yeah. You know, so so many things going on with that, so many things you can unpack with that statement. I just don't understand why he did it. His agent came public and said, you know, went public and said he didn't agree with him saying it. And, you know. Too late now. Yeah, but, but the agent's protecting himself. Mm-hmm. He's got other clients, you know. And so and I applaud the agent for doing that. So, yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out, man. But what it does, though, it just puts more stress on Joel Embiid. Yeah. And, like, from Jimmy Butler to Ben Simmons now to James Harden, he's had three pristine players that have left that organization. Not saying it's, not saying it's his fault, but he's the leader of that, of that organization, and he has to look in the mirror and wonder – why things have gone south with three guys that he needs to help him win a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about James Harden is, is that he's, he's a big time player, but he has not shown up in, in, in some of the big time moments mm-hmm. of his career. And that's been the big knock on James Harden. And yeah. if you're playing that kind of money for somebody and you get to this point, like, listen, they should have beat Boston. They should have beat Boston. Been, like he was had playing two chances to close them out. Yeah, and he, they didn't get the job done. And a lot of that blame also goes to James Harden because yeah, he did not play 16. very well. Yeah, yeah he did not play well in, those, in that series at the end. So even though at the beginning of the series he was electric, you know, I think he had what some like forty five in, in game one and and beat Boston on the road in Boston. Like they've had so many opportunities. He had he had the opportunity against the Warriors and and he had an opportunity to close them out. And then Chris Paul gets hurt, but James Harden is good enough, and we saw it earlier in that season specifically where he basically beat the Warriors all by himself. Like, he could do those things, but again, when you don't come up in those big types of situations, then it, be, it becomes yeah. difficult. Also, in addition to that, the by throwing Daryl Morey under the bus, it's hard for me as an organization, if I'm out there, to say, okay, we can be the salvation that James Harden needs. Like, I just... I can't, like, whether you're the Clippers, Phoenix, you know, wherever. Like, I can't imagine a scenario where a GM is literally saying, like, well, I'm in good with James, so I can make this work. I just, I can't see it. Three-strike rule. And the three-strike rule is in effect when you're north of 30. When you're below 30, no. Guys get away with Explain the three-strike rule. Three-strike means three strikes, you're out. One, he left Houston. Houston. Brooklyn. He left Brooklyn and now he wants to leave Philly. And so because of that, teams aren't going to be all in love with getting him, especially in, with one year left on his deal. So, you know, in the cities he wants to go to are party cities, right? Mm-hmm. So now he wants to go to L.A., where he's from. And so if you're a team out there, and the Clippers have tried to get him, uh, but if you're a team out there, you would be hesitant because you just don't know. He still got game. He still can play, but he plays a unique way. And that way, you have to change your philosophy. You have to change the way you coach just for him mm-hmm. because he likes to have the ball in his hand. So it's a lot of stuff going on with him right now. I'm not shocked by this. I'm just truly isn't because he's done it two two times already. 
and he's gotten his way. So he's like a kid screaming for his toy back, just kicking and screaming until he gets his toy back. You know, so yeah. I, I, I'm I'm just over it with this because I think he's a tremendous player. But James Harden's got to understand the league is not going to wait for him. And sooner or later, they they do send you a message. Yeah. Uh, Kimball Walker just signed to go over to Europe. Kimball Walker was an all-star a couple of years ago, not in the league. It's a number of guys that you would think, DeMarcus Cousins, 31, 32 years old, he can still play, not in the league. Dwight Howard can still play, not in the league. Like, the league goes on, and teams do send messages to players. And and he's going to be the next one because no team is going to trust him, man, to stay there the, the whole race, and that's a problem. Yeah. No, I, I mean, those are great points. <clears throat> um, rocking the mic in the chat says, wink, wink, deals are illegal, but is it a common practice in the league? Well, it's a way around it, right? I mean, you know, certain things that you can say, like if the, if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> No, but, you did but not. But his hand. Hold it, hold it. But his hand, but, but he was putting the glove no, on. No, you don't. He was putting no, the glove didn't. on no. like this, though. No, Look. Eddie. Who puts a damn glove on like this? Look. <laughs> his hand, like, like seriously, like, if you when you put a glove on, your hands are like here and you slide the glove on. He was trying to put the glove on like this. What are we Come on, man. What are we doing Come here today? Come on, man. You really, how do you know how you made that jump to OJ, man? What the hell? <laughs> what are we doing out here? Uh, as a what reminder. What I'm saying is, you, it's a way around everything. <laughs> right? So, so Daryl Morey, so Daryl Morey, like, hey, James, we love you. We're going to make sure you're good. That's a wink, wink. Okay. But he didn't say, we're going to pay you. Okay. Right? So it's just a way around thing. <laughs> if, you hey. have, if you have any other questions for EJ, please hey, throw go them in back the chat. and look at on YouTube. Look, look. He, then he started doing this. <laughs> Who puts a glove on like that? <laughs> oh, I, all right. Since you want to go down this rabbit hole, also, that glove was old as hell. <laughs> and you know how tight glo gloves get tighter as as they get older. Oh. So he's trying to put it on. He's just like, oh yeah, it doesn't fit. Like, but why no. are you supposed? Okay, but if oh, it's yeah. tight, no, I get if it. it's tight, why would you spread your fingers? <laughs> if it's I tight, know. you I get bring it. your fingers close. Oh yeah, a million percent, a million percent. Like everything about that was fucked up. Like it just. <laughs> It's just, I just did not expect you to bring that up in the middle of a James Hart conversation. Then he turned to the jury like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, like I said, if you have a question uh, for EJ, please throw it in the chat uh, and we'll get to it momentarily because at the end of this show, we're going to ask EJ some questions. So whatever you guys want to ask him, things that you've always wondered about, uh, throw it in there. Um, but to wrap up James Harden, do you expect him to get traded before the season starts? No. I think Daryl Moore is going to send him a message. You heard that. You heard that. You three knuckleheads out there, you heard that. You owe me money. I, I know who you are. I got screenshots. Uh, no. $300. Because the Clippers aren't going to give Daryl Moore what he wants. Now Daryl Moore was embarrassed. Like, he's probably ticked. Okay, he's got a serious ego. He probably went home like, can you believe he just did that much of I've taken care of him? Mm. Much stuff I got on him privately that I protected him with. And all of a sudden he going to throw me under the bus? Yeah. No. I, I this is going to get nasty. Yeah. Nasty. And no. 
and he's not getting his way. He might eventually get traded, but I don't think it's anytime soon. And if he does get traded, trust me, Philadelphia is getting something back really good. If he gets traded, you would assume so. But man, at this rate, I don't know if he's going to get traded. Um, it's it's going to be very difficult. And so I agree that I don't I don't expect him to be traded before the season started. I've said that this whole year. Um, so, uh, uh, hello in the chat said, "Are y'all still doing the contest for a white Bronco?" <laughs> No, no, we never had one and we never will have one. Uh, I promise you. So uh, I think he's talking about the Circle K contest. No, because isn't that like you go get a what planet? What planet did you live on? Circle K is one of our sponsors, EJ. He's talking about the OJ. Uh, yes, Bronco. I know what he's yes. referencing. Is Circle K doing it? I think it's like a you Bronco? go to Circle K, you get a Powerade or whatever, and you get entered to win a Ford Bronco. But it doesn't it doesn't mean it's a white one. I mean, no, he was OJ, yeah, he was OJ, making OJ, a joke OJ, about OJ, that. But yeah, it is a Bronco. Is OJ's picture on? OJ jumping over a hurt suitcase or something like that. No, uh, no, we're we're good on <laughs> we're good on that. Um, no, hello. We're we are not doing one. I don't know what Circle K is up to. Uh, apparently, they're giving away to Bronco, but it's not necessarily a white one. Um, all right. So, will becoming a better rebounding uh, rebounding team help Da become a better shot blocker? Well, I, look, he can block shots. It's all about timing, right? I mean, it's like just because you're tall, don't mean you can block shots. I played against guys that were tall, and please, they never blocked my shot because they had they didn't have good timing. Mm. So, you know, Dwayne Wade will go down as the, what probably arguably the best two guard in regards to blocking shots. He's not seven foot tall. <clears throat> so, true. No, I mean, busy, busy last year for us. He's six, six, nine and a half. He's not, you know, he blocks shots like crazy. Great timing. So, a lot of that is time. And Akeem Olajuwon was not seven foot tall, he was only about 6'10 on a good day. But he, was a, he led the league in block shots historically. He's the all-time leading shot blocker. So it's just all about timing, man. He had a, that's, season, that's where it. He, he had a season where he averaged over four and a half blocks a game. Yeah. Like that's Mark, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like Mark Eaton was a great shot blocker, but it, he didn't have to jump, right? Miss him dearly. He's a very good friend and passed away too soon. Uh, but he just stand there and just block his shot. Mark Eaton also got baptized by KJ. I remember that. Yeah, well, he got fun. dunked on by a lot of people because he didn't jump. Yeah. So they, they'd get up before he can throw his arms up and they'd dunk on him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't care about that. I mean, you know, it's just – he's a good friend. I, I mean, that, that, I, a lot of players have passed away too young over the last 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. That one and Jerome Kersey hit me the hardest because I just – that – I could not foresee that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mark Eaton was a guy who was a great motivational speaker around the country, in shape for his size, bike rider every day. You know, Jerome Kersey cutting his grass. You know, it's always oh, just, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Mark, my, my Mark Eaton moment, that's who, all. Who's your favorite, um, who's your favorite teammate ever? My favorite, well, you got to put it two different ways. Uh, my favorite teammate ever, and then my favorite teammate in regards to basketball. Yeah, so like okay, your favorite so, your favorite teammate, and then favorite player to play with. Yeah, uh, Mike Woodson's my favorite teammate. Mike Wilson? He, uh, Woodson. 
What's what's okay? Yeah, yeah. And Lasalle Thompson, they, they're both neck and neck. Uh, if, I, if one of them heard me just say the other one, they'd be mad. But Mike Woodson, Lasalle Thompson, uh, why? Reggie Theus, uh, because we grew up together in Kansas City. Mm. Like that was my first teammates, and we just got along, uh, and. And we've been great friends forever. Like Woody and I, we go on, we go on vacations and ride a trailer. We rent a trailer mm-hmm. and just ride and go on vacation with our families. Mm-hmm. And uh, every every year we've gone on vacations, pretty much. Still to this day, uh, we try to. Okay. Yeah. One year though, I went on a nice. I rented a nice trailer. We drove to L.A. We rode boats. We had a good time, and we stopped in Vegas on the way back. We had competition with each other. So the next year was his turn. Mm -hmm. So we had to fly down to Texas and he was gonna take us to this dude ranch. So he rented the trailer home and you know, we got everything together. We got the kids and and we going to this dude ranch. So as we're driving into this dude ranch, I'm looking, I'm like, look like a suburb to me. Don't like no dude ranch. So I'm I'm not saying much, but he's panicking. I could tell he's panicking because he knows <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. So he pulls in and we get off and we get out and it's just like a neighborhood, really. I didn't see anything. So we check in at this front desk and I ask the lady, I'm like, well, you know, we like to go horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so she points out that she said, yeah, there's a swimming pool. Swimming pool held 10 people. It was that small. Oh no. Hold it. And then she said, yeah, yeah, you can have a horseback ride, but you know, you have to set up times because we only have one horse. <laughs> oh no, oh no. So, so by that time, I'm like, I just looked at him and he just, so now they separated us in our <laughs> in our homes that we were staying in. And so he comes down to where we were staying and he's sitting on the couch and I know him so well. All I had to do was say one thing and he was gonna get out. Like, we're out of here. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, some ants walking. Oh, we out of here, we go. No, we out, we go. (laughs) He goes back into the front desk. Oh, no, no, we can't stay here. No, 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 you got bugs in the house. And lady lady like, she get ready to start crying. And we just gave her a day, you know, a payment, and we left. Wow! So that we used to do that every year. Uh, so yeah, that those that's my boy, him, Mike Woodson, Lasalle Thompson, and uh, okay. yeah, that's it. All right. Well, hey, Eric Rodriguez in the chat says, EJ, who do you think is the Suns, uh, the leader of the Suns? Is it Book or KD? Because Kevin Garnett said Booker the other day. I think it's a combination of all three, and I'm gonna throw. Bradley Beal in there as well. I think those three will be leaders. I don't, all three of them aren't like aggressive verbal leaders, you know, to that point, obviously of Chris Paul. And it's no indictment against them that that's not the case. It's, you have different ways to lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think all three of them together will galvanize the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a guy on the bench that, and he doesn't have to play either, that will galvanize the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. So it's almost by committee. That's just the way I see it. Okay. Um, uh, Jay in the chat says, EJ, how much better is Dwayne Wade than Harden? Because Twitter doesn't know, apparently. 
Well, they're two different players, though. So, I mean, it's hard to really judge them because Dwayne Wade, you know, even though he had the ball in his hand, uh, Harden was better with the ball in his hand. Let's just be honest. Harden's better with the ball. I mean, he's going to get you 10 assists. He's going to get to the foul line like crazy. He's going to score. Uh, Dwayne Wade can turn it around. No, he can give you a great balance offensively. Uh, I encourage people to go. It's a, it's a highlight YouTube video on Dwayne Wade, his greatest shots. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like six minutes, man, of yeah. just circus stuff. So Dwayne has more pizzazz, uh, but he wasn't a better scorer than James Harden. Better defender. Better defender. And that's what gives him the edge. Yeah. So they're really two different types of players. Who's yeah. your favorite commentator to work with? To work with? Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a bunch. I mean, Al McCoy taught me everything. Uh, we had to do simulcasts. Like, you know, we had to do radio and TV combined. And then when, when he left, uh, Steve Albert, no, Tom Leander took over. And that's like my little brother there. Love him to death. Then Steve Albert came in. Then Gary Bender. And now my boy, tight shirt, Kevin Ray. So <laughs> all of them, man, were great for me because I think the most important part for me when I work with somebody different is, one, I bring them in. I get to know them. And, you know, I just – I blend into how they call the game. Sure. Like, I don't try to act like I'm going to keep calling it the same way I always did. I just try to blend into how they call the game and study their cadence so when I can get in and get out. It's not easy. People might think that's easy. It's not not trying to build my job up either. It's just not easy. Uh, but I've been doing it, what, since the last – two years of my career. Mm-hmm. You know, I was calling Mercury games, so I do it in my sleep now. Two years left <clears throat> after the new deal. Well, I just signed two, I just signed two yeah. year contract. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I hadn't signed a two year contract forever, so yeah. That's gotta be a, a good feeling. Um, all right, last question. Uh, Trevor Greer in the chat. It says, uh, do you think off ball skill has become less important in the league? Lots of stars mm-hmm. are, are very stagnant and stand around. I think playing off the ball adds adds years to your career. That's why I played 17 years. I didn't need to exert a ton of energy. You watch video of me. I didn't exert a ton of energy to score because I just moved off the ball. I used my teammates, and I let that guy with the ball do all the stuff, and then boom, I'm free. Bam, it's up. And that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, I guess the biggest example of it is against the Clippers back in 88, 89. I had 43 points, and I had 43 points, and the ball actually hit my hand less than 30, 30, 40 seconds. Guys today get 40. I guarantee the ball in their hand 10 minutes. Like, you know, so it's a different animal. It's exhausting. I hate it. I don't like it basketball played that way and so guys that play off the ball move and cut those are my favorite players yeah clay clay is actually a really good example and that's what jay says in the chat yeah, clay but when Steph. he had when he had 37 points in that third quarter uh, yeah. a couple years ago he only dribbled the ball four times yeah you don't four, need to dribble it four times on 37 Here, points that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in but my here's life here's why you don't need to dribble it <clears throat> kyrie got the ball he actually wants to get to 15 feet and he's at 22 feet. So he's not trusting to pass it and go like Steph would, right? So he's going to do all this. 
do all this crap <laughs> to get to here. Right? The very place he needed to get to mm-hmm. to do his damage, which he can shoot. Boy can flat out shoot. But what he what did he do? He wasted energy yeah. to get there. Me, Steph, Dale Curry, his dad, Dale Ellis, you know what we did? We'd be below the free throw line. We'd go set a back pick. Or we'll come off a down screen and we'll catch it the same damn spot that Kyrie took his shot from. But he wasted a ton of energy and it only took us five steps. Mm. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's just simple, man. It's just, you know, it's just simple basketball. It's beautiful basketball. There you go. I heard it from the man himself. There you go. That's uh, we're just asking EJ some questions. So there you go. That's uh, another end to uh, another show. Appreciate you, Eddie, for sharing those thoughts. Uh, as always, you can join him today from one to four on Sirius Satellite NBA Radio on Sirius yeah, XM. Show. Yeah. yeah, there you go with yeah. uh, your boy Evan Cole. No, Evan Cohen's filling in. Uh, I call my my normal co-host him. We don't refer to his name. Oh, okay. It's right. him. Okay. But so Evan him. Cohen is my co-host. And then Eddie's been hosting too as well. So having a good time. Yeah. All right. Cool. Are you starting to talk about yourself in the first person? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at JumpShot8. You can follow me here uh, at on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at... Calm down on Twitter. You're too angry. What are you talking about? I don't even respond you're on Twitter. You're angry the time. though. No. Just some of the stuff. You're just angry. I mean, some people are. You're just, an angry guy. People are just. And you can't sometimes. fight. And, nobody's trying to fight anybody. Well, stop talking angry. Ain't nobody trying to fight me. Please, you easy me. Okay, all right. We'll find out. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>